IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. In this past weekend's Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, the outstanding youth movement in the NTT IndyCar Series was not just on display, it was showcased. The winner was 22-year-old Pato Award of Monterey, Mexico, who drove to his third career NTT IndyCar Series victory by 0.9800 of a second, over 25-year-old defending NTT IndyCar Series champion and last year's Alabama race winner, Alex Pelot. Renus VK, the 21-year-old driver from the Netherlands, who started on the pole and led 57 laps in the 90-lap contest at Barber Motorsports Park, was third. After VK took charge for more than half the race, It was an outstanding move by Award following a pit stop that proved to be the race-winning move. Both drivers made their final pit stop on lap 62 and were able to leave pit lane with VK in front of Award. But as the two drivers charged into turn five on the 17-turn, 2.33-mile road course, Award was able to make a brilliant pass over VK in a battle between two Chevrolets. With Pelot in the lead because of the pit stop by the two front runners, he was able to push his Honda on the in and out laps of his pit stop and perfectly threaded the needle to return to the track at speed in between Award and VK. That's how they finished, and the second place finish gave Pelot the NTT IndyCar Series points lead by three points over Team Penske's Scott McLaughlin, who finished sixth. I caught up with the race winner following Sunday's outstanding race at Barber Motorsports Park for this Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass City is the winner of the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. It's Pato Award. You scored your third career NTT IndyCar Series victory. It was pretty dramatic the way you did it when you passed Renus VK in turn five after a pit stop. If you could just take us through that moment when you were able to have that great pit stop come out and pass him in turn five. Yeah, man. I mean, it was all about the patience for us today. We saved our tires. We saved our, our fuel. And um, and when we came out right onto, onto Renus's gearbox on, on the exit of the pit lane, I knew that was going to be our our way around him because we were both on cold tires. Um, and I just I went deeper on the brakes, got him on the outside. And, you know, and also I got kudos to him as well because he, you know, we, we respected each other. We both gave each other a lot of racing room and um, that's what it's all about, you know, clean, hard racing. And I think that's what we saw today uh, between me and him. 
And the other thing that today's race really showed was uh, the podium was yourself, 22-year-old. You got Renus VK, 21. Alex Palou, he's only 24. It's like today youth not only was on display, it was showcased. Yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome, man. We, we all kind of came up through the ranks similarly. Uh, Renus and I have been racing carts against each other for many years. Uh, Pal Alex was al always a, a just a little bit uh, more in category than me just because he was older. Uh, so it's cool to kind of circle back together here in, in, in IndyCar. You know, I even got to race against him in Super Formula. And we get to raise some of the some of some of our idols. Uh, I mean, we're giving them a hard time. Now, going back to that uh, segment of the race where you got the lead, you're now in front, and now two laps later, here comes Alex Palou out of the pits, and yeah. he's able to thread the needle, get in right behind you and in front of Renus. Were you concerned that Alex may have had the momentum to have gotten you on the track when he came on track? Or um, what were your thoughts during that? Because that was a key moment of the race. I mean, he he definitely had a lot more fuel than I did. So I was kind of handicapped in, in the fuel number that I was hitting. Uh, but when, when I saw that he just couldn't quite get close to me, um, you know, I just said, you know, keep your head down. Don't make any mistakes. Uh, and and just repeat every single lap um, and and get more more of a fuel number than than what I was getting asked. So if he he made a very late lunge into the last couple laps, I had some fuel to to defend myself with. So Alex was able to hang tight on you, but both of you drove away from Renus at that point. He finished about ten seconds back. You and Alex still had a little bit of a battle. Were you aware of the fact that at that point, Renus had kind of faded out of the picture? Uh, no, I had no idea where Renus was. I was just worried where Alex was. What's it like having Alex at the end of a race? You two are battling for position because he's a very aggressive, but yet really clean racer. I, I love racing against Alex and we saw it all last year. Uh, we, we fought for the championship up until the last race. And I think uh, he can say the same with me. I think he respects me just as I respect him and, um, you know, he's a great competitor. Uh, he's in a great team, which which obviously make it really hard for, for everyone else, uh, you know, racing against him. Uh, great and very talented driver with a, with a very good head on his shoulder. He's, he's, all, he's very uh, calculated and, and, and all, he's always there. He reminds me a lot of, uh, of Dixon, actually, uh, you know, growing up and, and watching Dixon. So, um, you know, great to, to race against him and, and to be uh, a competitor to, competitor to them and, um, you know, hopefully we're, we're in the championship fight until the end of the race this year again and uh, fight it out till the last second. You've now won on an oval. Your first career oval was a victory was at Texas Motor Speedway last year. You've won on a street course at Detroit. Now you went on natural terrain road course. What's it like to check off all those boxes? It's awesome, man. I mean, I wish we did all three of them already now in this 2022 because I would have been, we would have gotten the, the big prize. Uh, but I think that's a great challenge for us to keep working at uh, this calendar year. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, uh, it's awesome that we've gotten to win in, in every single type of race course. And, and you know, we want to add some more to, to our resume. And also just getting a victory going into the month of May, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, GMR Grand Prix on the IMS road course, and the 106th Indianapolis 500. Yeah. How important is that to you as a driver and the team? Oh, it's huge, man. It's great momentum for, for myself and for the team and really looking forward to, to having a, a, a fully packed Indy 500. And uh, hopefully we can roll in some, some, some of this great momentum into the Indy, Indy road course, which hasn't really been our strongest in the past, but I'm excited to get back there and, and trying to make her go a little bit better. 
And final question for Pato Award winner of the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. That's a pretty badass looking trophy. Yeah, man. It's also it's pretty it's pretty dense as well. Uh, I think they, they they did a great job with the trophy this year here in uh, Alabama. Congratulations today on a great drive and on your third career victory. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Our second interview is also with Pato Award as we discuss the month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Although race day at Barber Motorsports Park was on May 1, the focus of IndyCar shifts to its home base for the rest of the month. The GMR Grand Prix of Indianapolis will take place on the IMS road course on May 14th. Practice for the 106 Indianapolis 500 begins on Tuesday, May 17th. Qualifications begin on Saturday, May 21, followed by final round of qualifications to determine the Indianapolis 500 pole winner on Sunday, May 22nd. Carb Day is Friday, May 27th, and the 106th Indianapolis 500 is the centerpiece race on racing's biggest day on Sunday, May 29th. Pato Award joins me for this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview to talk about the upcoming month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the positive trend involving his contract negotiations to remain with Arrow McLaren SP past this season. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Pato Award of Arrow McLaren SP Racing. 
Pato, it's the month of May. We're heading to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for not one, but two races. How exciting of a time is that for any race driver in the series? Ah, oh, man, it's the, the 500 is the crown jewel of our calendar. You know, it's, I'm really looking forward to having all the, all the people there. I've never gone to experience a, a 500 that's fully packed. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, just feeling the energy, looking at everybody, having fun, enjoying the race. Uh, enjoying the weekends and uh, it's, it's probably the most hectic month of, of motorsports every single year. And before the Indianapolis 500, there's the GMR Grand Prix on the IMS road course. How do you like that race and how do you like that course? Uh, it's, it's not, it hasn't been our best, our best uh, racetrack in the past. So I'm excited to going back there and trying to make, make our cars better, uh, feel better, go faster. Um, and just having a, a better race. We've never had a podium there. At least I haven't uh, in terms of IndyCar and Aero McLaren SP. So uh, that's my goal this year. I, I want to get a podium there because I feel like it's a, it's a really cool place to, to kind of, you know, go into the 500 stuff and uh, just roll on with some momentum. A lot of engineers and drivers talk about how smooth that race course is, and that's what sets it apart from other road courses. And what does that do as far as the driving? Um, I, I mean, I don't, really, I don't really agree with that because I feel like, you know, Barber is very smooth. We, have, we go to a lot of tracks that are, that are pretty smooth, but I think what makes IMS different is that it's so flat. Um, there's no elevation, there's no cambers, there's, there's basically nothing that, that helps you or the car do certain things with it. So a lot of the, a lot of the times is, you know, you, you, kind of, you kind of have to get driven by the car sometimes. You, you, you give the inputs, but you need to have a solid car there to go fast because it's so flat. Then after the GMR Grand Prix, you got a day or two off, and then it's go around in the Oval for a week, head into a action-packed qualifying weekend, and then the 106th Indianapolis 500. It's the time of the year everybody looks forward to, but how busy is it for a race driver? Super busy, and honestly, we, we do get a lot of on-track stuff, um, but we also have to do a lot of things off-track, which I think... Uh, make the schedule and, and ultimately make it just harder on us because there's a lot of things that you have to be doing that aren't consisting of just driving. And heading there with the Aero McLaren SP that you have in 2022, how much more confidence does that give you that you can get up there and win that thing? Um, I think every year is a little different. We need to be uh, efficient. We need to be patient. We need to be uh, aware of you know where we are and, and what we need from our car to go quicker and, and it's it's different every year you know you can be good there one year and then come back and and be terrible the next year so it's important that we you know that we take into consideration you know what worked for us last year but also be open to exploring in different areas. Earlier this season there was a lot of attention on where things stood with you on your contract. Uh, I guess things have moved in a very positive direction since then if you could fill us in on everything that has transpired since Texas. Yeah, there's been positive talks um, and it's, it's, it's in the works, it's in the process. Um, but yeah, that's, that's as much as I can give you, honestly. Uh, that's just what, what, is, what is going on. But does it appear that you'll remain at Aero McLaren SP? I'll let you know whenever I sign it. And is your future still going to be in IndyCar or is it going to be in Formula One? Uh, right now I'm focused in IndyCar and that's what, uh, you know, that's what it, what it looks like for me currently. So, um, yeah, this is, this is 
there's 14 races to go and my goal is to make it the best 14 races that we can. Was it good to get that out early in the season so that you had time to work on it rather than have it kind of linger through the regular season? Uh, it's obviously some, something that it's, isn't ideal, but honestly, this should, this should have been done eight months ago, uh, not now. So, um, you know, I'm glad that, that things have taken a, a, a more positive turn and, 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 it's, and it's evolving. Uh, but there's, you know, there's still a long ways to go to, to, to see what's truly going to happen. Of course, you're very popular in Mexico. Can we expect to see a lot of Mexican flags in the crowd on May 29th at the 106th Indianapolis 500? Ah, uh, man, I sure hope so. And, and, and I really hope that we go and race in Mexico. I, I, I've, I've been pushing for that. So I, I really hope it, it comes into fruition because, um, like I've said, it'd be a sold-out event and it's a no-brainer to go there. Pato Award, Arrow McLaren SP. Good luck in the 106th Indianapolis 500 and also the GMR Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, man. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama winner, Pato Award of Arrow McLaren SP Racing for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.